Welcome, people of the internet, lovers of TV, and enemies of Dyad everywhere. We are the Plot Finders. We watched the premiere and finale of a TV show we haven't seen yet and deduce what happened in between. I'm Tony Camarena, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Al Rodriguez. Hi, everyone. I'm Al, and I'm Alfred, and I'm Alex, and I'm Alan, and I'm Elfie. <laughs> and this week we are... Along with all those guests, we are joined by TK from There Was an Idea, an MCU podcast. Hey, TK. Hi, it's TK, the one and only. <laughs> no clones over there. <laughs> all right. Um, to clear up these jokes, apparently, today we are covering uh, the plot for season two of Space and BBC America's Orphan Black. But first, um, what have you guys been consuming media-wise? I mean, we just had Easter, so you can also say, like, ham and stuff. But, uh, <laughs> uh, TK, have you been watching, reading, listening to anything interesting lately? Well, I have to be honest. I was just talking to some friends about how I'm really behind on new shows or even on the old shows that have been on my list to watch. Mm -hmm. I have been reading a lot. I've been reading a lot of books in the Brene Brown, Glennon Doyle range of um, more kind of social science and memoir kind of books. And um, I have also been listening to a lot of podcasts. Um, I was recently a guest on the Infinity Film podcast, and I've been listening to those guys a lot lately. So shout out to them. What else has been going on? Well, I rewatched a season of Orphan Black in preparation for our conversation today, and that was really, really fun to revisit. But what about you guys? Yeah, so I uh, so well, I have I have kind of two updates. Uh, so the first one is media. I will answer your question directly, Tony. Um, so I've finally gotten around to watching uh, Emily in Paris, which Netflix has been like constantly trying to get me to watch for like two years. It feels like, um, and it's been. It's been really fun. My favorite thing about it is that it is a half hour show and we need way, <laughs> way more of those in, in life. I understand why uh, TV shows tend to go with the hour format, but God, half hour is, ah, oh, it's great. Um, and yeah. then the other update, uh, I know, I, I think people have probably been asking after all this time, after I, you know, suddenly brought up, uh, I think, I don't know, in episode two, that I bought an R2-D2 Tamagotchi. Uh, and uh, I've been meaning to give updates on its well-being, um, mm -hmm. and you know it's it's been great pretty much. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, joined uh, different factions apparently, uh, and and things like that. Uh, unfortunately, uh, yesterday Easter Sunday, I just didn't touch it at all. Left it in another room, and so I woke up uh, this morning, and it's dead. So oh, no. uh, that seems to be the only time I remember oh, no. to give an update on it, I think. <laughs> I'll, I'll give the listeners a little update on what Al's been telling me off mic. Um, oh, yeah. You told me that once it got stolen by Jawas, and the other time he joined the Separatists. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had to to send Tony a text uh, asking him, "Hey, what is this? Uh, what is this ship that's showing up on the screen?" Because sometimes R two will like just go into different areas, and then like there will be some kind of something on the the little screen because you know this is like little pixelated sixty by sixty pixels or something, and um, like sometimes it'll be just on an X-Wing for like five days. Uh, and so I had to send Tony a, a text with with a picture like, hey, what is this ship? Uh, and about two days later, I realized, oh, it's a, it's it's one of those droid vulture ships. Uh, and then something else in the, or no, not a That's what you, is that what you said? One of us. No, I thought it was a Jedi Starfighter. <laughs> ah, okay. Anyway, eventually I figured out it looked like, um, I don't know what those are, are called. Uh, back in episode one, the thing that Anakin like flew into and destroyed. Oh, Trade Federation, something rather. Yeah, yeah, spaceships. Yep, mm-hmm. that was that was hard to figure out. <laughs> so you joined? He joined the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know, after like five or six days, he came back. He he only ever leaves for so long, and then he, it's it's back. This I don't know why I keep saying he. I have no idea. <laughs> Do they make other Star Wars Tamagotchis? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> I wanted a Pikachu one, but they were expensive. So uh, then Amazon said, what if you bought this instead? And I said, I guess that's a good idea. I love it. <laughs> um, me, as for you? me, I haven't been watching a lot of new stuff. Um, actually, this week has been almost kind of comfort. One sounds like a weird comfort thing. Um. One, uh, my wife and I are rewatching Ted Lasso because we only have two weeks left on our um, three months of Amazon TV Plus. And Ted Lasso, if you have not seen it, is the most wholesome, great comedy I've ever seen in my life. Um, mm-hmm. And Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. What did I call it? Uh, Amazon. Oh, yeah. I still, I've got that in until I stop <laughs> paying for it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, but if you haven't heard of Ted Lasso, it's Jason Sudeikis plays an American uh, football coach who gets hired by a British uh, European football coach uh, football team to coach them, and he knows nothing about what to do. But he's such a nice guy; he just gets everyone on their sides, and it's just like very wholesome and sweet. Um, along with that, uh, my wife and I we listen to. Uh, audiobooks together and i've listened to steve or i've read stephen king since i was in high school and we're listening to the dark tower which uh is the most off the wall uh crazy uh fantasy series ever it's fancy sci-fi post-apocalyptic um horror uh series and i love it and i thought she would hate it and i was like commit the first book's really hard uh to get through I said, commit to two books before you give up on the eight book series. And she loved the first one. So yeah, we're listening to that. This is my like fourth time reading it. Um, yeah. And that's really, really fun. I'm glad I can actually share that with her. Cause she'd been like, we've listened to it and the shining and the stand and a few others, but she's been avoiding that. Cause it's been such a big commitment. So I'm real excited to listen to that. <laughs> how, awesome. how long are those books in audiobook format? Um, the first one uh, on audiobook was like seven hours. The first one's super short. The second one is 25 hours. And I haven't, we're on the wow. second book right now. 
Um, I, I, the longest one, I'm trying to think, the longest one, like, based on that should be, like, around 35 hours. Like, based on the amount of pages versus the amount of time. So we'll be listening to it for a while. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just, I just bought a, a, a book, an audiobook recently, and I saw it was, like, 10 and a half hours. I thought... All right, this will this will be a while because I, I got to balance <laughs> like like book time versus uh, podcast time, and I, I I used to listen to audiobooks a ton, but then I just ended up subscribing to too many podcasts, and and it's been <laughs> years. <laughs> so, ugh. all right, I hear you. That's always the challenge. I want to be simultaneously listening to a podcast, an audiobook, reading a book, mm-hmm. watching a show, <laughs> listening to music. It's it's there's not enough hours in the day. That's really true. Yeah. No. I've never been an audiobook fan, but that's something like when we started living together, that's something we did to like share our stories is like listening to an audiobook together cuz you know, sitting there silently and reading is, you know, good companionship, but you can't share the story as well. Nice. All right, you guys ready to jump into Orphan Black? Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so TK's, I'll watch the show. Um, so I'm mentioning that to apologize uh, beforehand because I'm about to read my interpretation of what happened in the premiere of season <laughs> two, um, which may or may not be accurate. But uh, episode one of se- season two is called Nature Under Constraint and Vexed. Originally premiered April 19th, 2014. <clears throat> A Tatiana Maslani named Sarah calls a few people in a panic, but all the numbers are either disconnected or go straight to voicemail. Her family has been stolen by Rachel, an evil Tatiana Maslani. She is approached by two men in black at a diner. The men in black accidentally kill the diner owner, and she runs for it. Sarah then goes to a rave to find her friend Felix, who is very high. She gets a call from Paul, but she is suspicious and refuses to meet him. Uh... Meanwhile, Felix goes to Allison, a housewife, Tatiana Maslany, for her gun, but she doesn't help them. Uh, she doesn't keep them in her home anymore. She connects him with a gun enthusiast friend, who I'd fully expect to be another Tatiana Maslany, but it was not. Uh, Sarah <laughs> talks to Paul on a burner phone, and she tells her that Kira, her daughter, is being taken on a plane tomorrow, with or without her mother. Sarah is planning to crash a classy party put on by Rachel at Dyad, an evil genetics company. As Sarah is going to pick up the gun from Allison, she is arrested by cops who are checking into Allison. She convinces the police to release her. Uh, Allison gets the gun delivered to Sarah, and um, then she calls uh, Rachel. Sarah calls Rachel and says she wants to make a deal and gives her Allison's location instead. They apologize for their mistake and let Allison go after they realize who it is. Sarah infiltrates the party, and she is mistaken for another clone, and she steals the Dyad's director's card key. Sarah gets to uh, Rachel, but she claims she doesn't have her family, and another group took them. She is about to kill Rachel, but Paul steps in. She lets Sarah go, and goes to the police who let her uh, go, uh, let her off earlier. He tells her that the people who uh, approached her in the dimer, diner were religious extremists. Elsewhere, an Eastern European Tatiana Maslany shows up, bloody at a hospital, claiming her sister shot her. 
And Cosima, a scientist Tatiana Maslany, is doing research on her sisters. She's working with Delphine, her girlfriend, who is uh, working with Dyad. They're looking into a genetic respiratory disorder. And that's what I understood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that not was bad, the not first. Bad. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, mine isn't going to be uh, <laughs> any better. So, <laughs> All right. So that was the first episode. Uh, let's move on to the finale, episode 10, uh, titled By Means Which Have Never Yet Been Tried, which premiered, uh, let's see, what is that, just a few months later, um, in June 21st of 2014. And I'm going to try something a little bit different with the summary. I'm just kind of going to read off a, a smaller, less uh, detailed summary <laughs> that I usually do. All right, so all of the sister clones reunite. So we see all five together in this episode. Uh, we start out with Sarah, who has given herself up to Dyad and uh, is doing that mainly as a way to figure out how to get her daughter back because Dyad uh, has taken her daughter. Uh, unlike, I guess, in the uh, season premiere when she thought that Dyad had taken her daughter. <laughs> uh, separately, uh, Kasima is already with Dyad, uh, I guess trying to be cured from her mysterious illness uh eventually she helps sarah escapes and i i guess she just walks out with her um little little confused on on some of that uh how, how some of that works um anyway separately uh someone says that rachel got everything that she wants she got sarah uh she got to send uh delphine away to work in a different country and she killed her father uh, elena shows up just in time to get kidnapped by the u.s military and uh, finally, Allison is um, a around. I, uh, I I didn't actually write anything up for her, so I um, I I don't know if she did anything in this episode. I don't remember. Um, I think she's just around. Anyway, uh, Sarah escapes with Kasima's help by shooting Rachel in the eye with a pencil. Uh, then she meets a woman from a group called Topside, who explains that they sort of, kind of keep Diet in line. Uh, and then um, then they find out about the. U.S. military has their program of clones of uh, men. Uh, and then finally, the uh, religious extremist people are in the episode two. They get married. And that's it. <laughs> Nicely done, Al, except that you forgot the clone dance party, which yeah. I think is integral <sighs> to the episode. Uh, you're right. percent. <laughs> yep. 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 Completely missed that. <sighs> All right. All right, uh, Darren, when you're editing this episode, uh, just just add in. And the, all of the clone sisters have a really kick-ass dance party. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, he's not going to do that. Okay, um, <laughs> so before we like start trying to guess plots, uh, there's a couple of things uh, about this show that I, I did want to kind of talk about. First, a uh, question for you, Tony. Yes. How long did it take you to recognize all five clones? Uh, that was actually going to be a compliment that I was going to give the show is I uh, can differentiate the clones all played by the same uh, woman, Tatiana Zani, and I know their names, uh, except for, I think, mm -hmm. is it Eastern European Helene? Helena. Helena. Okay. That's only because they didn't say her name in the first episode and it kind of messed me up. But um, yeah, the fact that it's a mark of a good thing. I think I said this when we reviewed all the way back in Eternals uh, on our MCU Rewind uh, show, that if I could watch a show for the first time 
and then like recount all the characters' names like I could do for Eternals and I can do for this. It's it's a mark of good writing. I did not expect I thought I was gonna be like this Tatiana Maslani spoke to that Tatiana Maslani, and I've got confused about which Tatiana Maslani is which Tatiana Maslani. But she's an amazing mm-hmm. actress. Like they're all completely different people. Oh yeah, yeah. They I mean it was it was a really good job. Um, so what I was wondering is, did you, in the first episode, realize that all five of those were five different, or was her five different times? Yes. Yeah. I knew the premise of the show. Okay. Well, <laughs> so I knew the premise of the show, <laughs> okay. but it wasn't until like the second time, to- the second episode that, that we watched the finale that I, that I realized, oh, these two also are her. <laughs> I, I only thought there were three of her. Wow. Um, I didn't notice Rachel <laughs> at all until like until the scene where she was talking to oh, I forgot his name um the the dad character um mm-hmm. and and he said something about about them. Um so I didn't realize it till there and I had to pause it and then look it up online and realize oh mm-hmm. yes okay that is her. Um <laughs> and then also um uh, Allison I did not realize that until like the last 10 minutes of the, of the, oh, wow. <laughs> so I'm just bad at this. <laughs> no, I think that's a testament to how, how great she is as an, as an actor as well. And I'm a huge Tatiana mm-hmm. Maslany fan and I'm, I'm so excited that she's joining the MCU as she Hulk. And mm-hmm. this show is, is to me, this is one of my favorite shows like ever. And part of that is as much as I know that she's, the person who's playing all of these clones sometimes you really do forget and you just get into the story and i remember watching interviews with her and some behind the scenes stuff so for example the dance scene that i mentioned they did a behind the scenes um clip bbc uh, bbc america did a while back and they showed how they filmed that how they were able to get four tatiana maslani's dancing in one scene and make it look pretty seamless and uh it's it's unbelievable just even in the interviews and stuff to see Tatiana Maslany talking about the roles that she plays and thinking about how many she really does portray <laughs> and you just when you get wrapped up in watching the show you totally forget that Allison is the same person as Kasima or Sarah so I I think Al what you as a first time viewer the fact that you were like oh wait that one too and that one too I think that's just a testament <laughs> to how great she is Oh yeah! Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, she she did uh, an amazing job in, in all the characters, <laughs> and um, it's it. You know, the more I think about this, like I, I kind of wonder how crazy that schedule was of filming, mm. right? Because when yeah. you like when you have a, a show, like even when there's you know a, a a cast like this kind of show of you know different characters in different spots, and you know some characters maybe they'll only ever interact together like once or twice in a season. Uh, and so you can kind of film those separately. Um, she's playing five characters who are essentially in all of those. And so that, that must've been uh, crazy for, for her. Yeah. Yeah. And then I got to commend also the effects because I never once questioned that these people aren't sharing the same space. Yeah. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're curious, there's this behind-the-scenes clip specifically about the dance scene because they specifically utilize the actor who plays Felix as mm-hmm. a way of bringing the uh, 
the movement in that scene to make it look more fluid because obviously Tatiana was just dancing in five different costumes in five different places. And then they brought him in to interact with her and like, you know, touch her and whatever it might be so that it, it kind of brings the scene together more. And it, it is really cool to see how they did it. You know, the more we talk about this, the more I just kind of want to go rewatch that scene <laughs> just to see that again, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I might be doing after we record. <laughs> All right. Uh, so should we jump into finding these plots? Yes, let's do that. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> TK, as our uh, inaugural guest, what plot should we find first? Ooh, this is so exciting. So I guess related to what we were just talking about, you guys mentioned in episode one of the season and in episode 10 of the season, you see Tatiana Maslany play five clones, Sarah, Rachel, Kasima, Allison, and Helena. But do you think, and how many do you think other Tatiana Maslany clones may have come up somewhere in the middle of season two? All right, Al. I'll let you take this first while I I think of some scenarios. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, I so I was not able to skip the uh, season one recap enough oh. uh, when this started. So I know that the series premiere, or my assumption of the series premiere, was that there was another one who I think uh, kills herself at at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that there's at least one more that she played. Um, there is absolutely no way I was ever going to guess that there were, were more clones that showed up. <laughs> um, let's see, just trying to think of, uh, possibilities. Uh, Dyad has to have been trying to grow another clone. Um, they probably did a batch. So maybe, maybe there were two or three there and they were not right in different ways. Uh, I, uh, probably... Wow. Like maybe some disfigurements, maybe mental issues, something to that effect. Yeah, I'm imagining. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen it, Al, because um, but in Alien Resurrection, they have clones of Ripley. They're all messed up. Hmm. I feel like that's that's like a season. Was it season two? That's like a season four thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know, like, well, uh, seeing like in episode, uh, there is another clone in episode ten because there's young. Yes. Uh, Tatiana, well, she's not Tatiana Mislani, but young clone. <laughs> oh, man, if she could have done that, that would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then I would have been impressed. No. Um, okay. So, I'm going to assume, and uh, Al, you know this, and TK, you've listened, I like to go uh, off the wall, because when I have no idea. So I'm going to assume that <laughs> the group that kidnapped uh, Kira and Mrs. S, her uh, foster mom, um, are all, or at least a majority clones of Tatiana Maslany. There's at least eight clones of Tatiana Maslany who are the people who kidnapped her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, uh, TK, did they ever get a name, the the extremist religious group? or Yes. Or no, they just, oh, what are they called? Yes, the extremist religious group. You can see like this, um, this zoom in on the guy Mark's belt buckle in the first episode, and uh, mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. referred to as the fish people at one point, but they're actually called the Prolethians. Uh, I remember that name being dropped 
in like the finale. Yeah, it did sound a little familiar. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense that they would have mentioned it in the finale. Um, Prolethean. Okay, yeah. that is you. That's an interesting name. <laughs> yes, it is. You want me to um, jump in with the actual? Here's how many clones were somewhere between episode one and episode ten of season two, or uh, of season two, or would you rather? It does save us from awkwardly going through Wikipedia, which is what we've been doing at the end of episodes. So yeah, that would be great. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there, as much as I like the idea of there being like a group of clones who kidnapped Kira, that's not actually true. But we do see two other clones between episode one and episode 10 of this season. Uh, Al is right. He mentioned Beth Childs, who was the clone that is from the series premiere and there's a couple of others who are mentioned or alluded to in some way in Mm -hmm. season one but in season two we meet a clone named jennifer fitzsimmons who is a tatiana maslany who we only ever interact with via video because she like cosima was sick and um we see Mm -hmm. these video diaries essentially that she made and then Cosima and delphine do an autopsy on her so she appears in a couple of episodes um but was not not as large of a tatiana maslany role as the main five that are in the finale and uh, the premiere as as we've mentioned and then there's also another clone who shows up in this season two named tony who is actually a transgender Tatiana Maslany clone and he shows up in just one episode and uh, there's this whole story storyline around him and he was trying to find Beth because his monitor was killed and this and that and so he interacts with the with the crew for a little while if you are to con- uh, continue watching the show at some point in the future there's also additional Tatiana Maslany's that show up in seasons three and uh, further further along but I guess you'll just have to wait and see about that yeah, uh, we usually wrap this up with like, are we going to continue the show? <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert, ah. uh, I watched this on Friday, and I've been not. It's been hurting me not to watch these because I wanted to be fresh for the recording. But after recording, I'm going to start the show from episode one. Nice, yeah, it's <laughs> it's really really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Uh, I don't know when I'll have the time, but it's it's moved up very high into my list. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> uh okay so so wait you said one of them was jennifer fitzsimmons now this yes. is an, another child that uh agents fitz and simmons from agents of shield had <laughs> i assume so okay all right crossover <laughs> i mean that was my first thought <laughs> uh, all right cool so that that makes sense i mean and of course you know uh, if your your show was all about you know something clones you got to have more clones at some point. More and more clones. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I I find it interesting that they had the um, transgender uh, clone because I mm-hmm. fully expected uh, in the finale when they showed a a male clone, I thought it was going to be a male version of Tatiana Maslany. Interesting. <laughs> I'm hey, actually is... glad they didn't go that route. It <laughs> went for like a. <laughs> a more serious <laughs> version of that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Tony, were, was that someone we should have recognized in the two episodes that we watched? Because I didn't. Uh, I believe, it. and DK, correct me if I'm wrong, 
that was like one of the two people who were going after Sarah in the first episode was a clone, right? That's right. Yeah, his name yeah. is Mark, and he's one of the Prolethians. Oh, okay. Yep, that makes sense. Uh, I have the IMDb page up right now, so I see um, that actor. Uh, yeah, Mark. So okay. All right. That now he now I recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. So one plot, semi successful. I'll I'll count that as one <laughs> of go. two points for the plot. <laughs> <laughs> all right al do you want to go into one of your plots uh yeah sure so uh i i um might have gotten a little too lazy tony um yep usually i show up with like two or three plots and then you have like five so and then i knew tk was gonna be here too so i uh only thought of one oh. um <laughs> so the the religious group the leafians uh, what what happened to them during this season? Because <laughs> they what just happened to mysteriously, them? yeah, yeah, they just mysteriously show up in the premiere. Uh, in the finale, it seems to be just one guy, Mark, and a woman who, uh, I think they just killed her dad or she killed her dad is what's implied, and then the two of them get married. And for some reason, I thought she was uh, pregnant, and I don't know why I thought that. I, I think she is pregnant. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Probably just visibly. Maybe they didn't like say something. Um, yeah. So what, what what happened with the Leafians? I mean, we, we in the two episodes we saw there was like no story for them other than just showing up and then saying, yeah, they're still around. So what what do you think happened? Uh, well, I think I bet the pregnant woman is pregnant with a uh, clone, another Tatiana Maslany. Um, hey TK, is there a better name for the, these than just calling them Tatiana Maslany's? I love calling them Tatiana Maslany's. Okay, never I, mind. I guess we'll keep going. Clones. Yeah, they they just say clones basically, but okay. Yeah, I don't think that's an in-universe name for. Whoa, what if they watched a show and Tatiana Maslany was in it, and then they it's another clone? It's just it's very meta. <laughs> but I, I think can see th- that when they. When when you know you get to the last season, you're like, all right, let's just oh okay, that's the famous one. Let's just leave her alone. We don't need to drag her into this whole drama. Or or <laughs> twist or twist. This isn't special effects, and Tatiana Maslany is actually five people. <gasps> oh, it's like that movie. Um, <laughs> Whatever happened to Sunday? I can't remember or... what. It was. No, I have no idea what movie that is. Uh, what's oh. the the one with um? I can't remember the actor's name. Christian Bale, where he was like a magician. And oh, the prestige. This oh, other... yeah, the prestige. Yeah, the prestige. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I was thinking. Anyway, of, yeah. uh, I think it's a movie on Netflix called "Whatever Happened to Sunday." I can't remember the day of the week, but it's about uh, seven clones uh, who live the same life. Like one goes out on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, hmm. and then one of them goes missing. But, um, yeah, my theory is they are, they, uh, the Prolethians are after, obviously after clones, after Tatiana Maslany's, and, um, he, or they, like, might have gotten, like, maybe an embryo or some genetic material, because I'm not sure how advanced this genetic tech is, but, and, um, uh, 
artificially inseminated this woman and she's going to have another clone and that's uh why he's marrying her to keep track of her and the new clone so that fits really well um my so my assumption when i first like saw them as a group it, it really felt like they're very anti-clone and making a clone seems to be like the complete opposite of what they want to do um, so that's why I, I would have gone with something very different. Um, I kind of think that maybe their plan was uh, to just try and infiltrate and figure out who they who are all of these clones. And then they didn't want to just kill them because they they want to get information out of them to find the other clones. Otherwise, they're just going to search forever. Uh, but then again, why would that be such a big thing to them? Uh, I, huh. Because yeah, if they're a big religious group, then it makes sense that you know, in their minds, they're like, no, religiously, humans can't make uh humans through science. Uh, they have to make humans a different way. Uh, but traditional. Huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, hmm. except for like, at least one of them is a clone. That's true. I wonder if he knows. Hmm. Yeah, because if if the the Leafians are very anti clone, then I guess maybe they were started by an anti clone person. Like I, I could see that. Like that. That's how they were formed. Um, they probably, huh? They probably have some sort of ties to some something that can give them money as an organization. I mean, they seem to be flying around. I I don't. Hey, hey, TK, or maybe Tony, mm-hmm. you, you know, where, what what country are they in? Where, where does this take place? I've, I I've, thought it was Canada because it originally aired on space, which is the like British sci-fi channel or the Canadian sci-fi yeah, channel. Yeah, I believe it's set in Canada. Uh, Tatiana Maslany and a lot of the other actors are, are Canadian. I believe mm-hmm. it is also set in Canada because I'm thinking back to season one and I think there's an implication that Cosima the scientist Tatiana Maslany is American or if not American, that she went to school in the United States. I think like the university of Michigan or something like that, but I think Mm -hmm. they are now in Canada. I think they reference Toronto at some point. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Um, So that does kind of fit. Uh, (laughs) Um, I, I mean, I assume that there are uh, religious extremists probably in, in every single uh, country of the world. Um, but, you know, living in the U.S., I hear more about the ones out here. So, okay, that makes sense. Uh, expanding into Canada. Um, I feel like I haven't answered the, the question at all. <laughs> um, and I'm the one who brought it. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like really they were just like... Uh, agent of chaos like as far as the season storylines go they were just around to mess with things um and uh uh, yeah i i really can't land on anything to make them be anti-clone other than just you know religiously they're against the concept and i i feel like that's that's the simple answer that that pushes them towards it alternatively they do talk a lot about Mm -hmm. eugenics i mean uh delphine is uh eugenic she's into eugenics i don't know if there's a word i can pronounce that, that. Eugenicist. But, 
yeah, <laughs> I don't think I can pronounce that, TK. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm wondering if they are, like, from a, like, religious point of view, they're trying to get, like, the most perfect human to be closer to their god, and they're interested in this genetic manipulation. Ooh, okay. That that could also work. Could could easily see someone, you know, doing that mental gymnastics to say, like, yeah, mm -hmm. this is it. This is how we, we do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, TK, you can tell us how right we were now. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, it's funny listening to you both talk because there's elements to what both of you are saying that definitely plays out in the course of the season. The Prolethians are, they are a religious group, but they are actually differentiated in the show from the religious group that in season one is responsible for having taken in and raised and uh, not treated well Helena. And mm -hmm. the Prolethians have this connection to this man who was responsible for raising Helena, but they end up actually killing him after this great um, monologue that the head Prolethean guy, his name is some Henrik, I think, Johansson, he gives this monologue about how you can't have religion without science. And he quotes Einstein. And he, so he is, um, he's a believer in both, you know, relig religious, religiosity and in science. And so, one of you mentioned um, the girl Gracie who gets married to Mark as being pregnant. And, and one of you mentioned perhaps an embryo of some kind. And yes, there's this whole storyline with the Prolethians. They kidnap Helena and they uh, it's, it's very brutal. Actually, they extract her eggs. Mm. And then this lead Prolethean man who this guy, Henrik happens to be the dad of Gracie. He actually then, um, uses his own specimen to fertilize the eggs and then at, at one point helena escapes whatever and so on then she comes back it's this whole big thing and then um those fertilized eggs are implanted back into helena and then also some of them are implanted into gracie it's insane um so there is a whole storyline with this prolethean people and in the finale if you guys caught it there's a uh, felix asks helena did you burn down those fish people's ranch mm -hmm. and uh yes yes she did <laughs> okay i'll cross that off of my list uh my one of my <laughs> plots was just what's up with helena because we just see her <laughs> was shot and then she shows up for five minutes and leaves so but that kind of answers that question <laughs> Oh yeah, she has a whole series of adventures throughout this season. It's it's really oh. wild. Like after getting kidnapped by them, and then like hand fasted in this marriage ceremony to this leader of the Prolethians, and then like I said, the extraction and the and the fertilization, and then there's this whole thing where then she escapes and she finds Sarah again, and they go on this really adorable road trip and they listen to pop music together, and then it's like it, it's really wild. <laughs> I can't wait because she's already my favorite clone. <laughs> she's hilarious alright guys I'll do one of my plots I mean I'm going to get to the bottom of like the important stuff um, how did Allison's play go I was really impressed by her <laughs> becoming the lead and their, mm -hmm. their wonderful musical number um, so Al what do you think how did her play go <laughs> oh alright let's see um, I mean 
I mean, the obvious answer is we know it went amazingly well. Yeah. But then again, given this kind of show, uh, I, I don't know. Like, So she was promoted to the lead after someone else died, I guess, in the previous <laughs> season. Um, that seems to be what they, they tell us. So I wonder if someone else ended up dead and then they had to cancel it. Or maybe halfway through the play, someone showed up and shot up the place or or something to that effect um i i could easily see the play itself having been ruined because of clone related shenanigans um ooh, then again a third possibility something clone related popped up and so she had to leave and then she didn't even get to perform the play uh, which i assume in this show it, the play only happened once it's not like you know they they prep for months and then and then they do you know like three months worth of shows. No, I'm, I'm sure it was just a, a one-time event. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking that uh, you. I I kind of agree with you, man. That the clone mm-hmm. clone shenanigans happened, and she wasn't able able to perform. But another clone had to fill in for her, and Ooh. hilarity ensued. Oh, I like it. You know, shenanigans. <laughs> this is much like um, when we covered Saved by the Bell, where to get his last pass. Um, last credit to graduate high school, they had to perform in a play they've never practiced before. That's exactly. This seems like the type of bonkers comedy that uh, would do something like that. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you're you're joking, but I actually believe that. Like it, it, it makes sense as the kind of like, like they need to throw some comedy into this show every so often because otherwise it is, it is so dark. Uh, <laughs> so. I think I think that that would be it. Uh, who do you think was the clone that took over for her? If it was early in the season, it was Cosima. Like if she was healthier, because mm-hmm. I feel like she's the least outgoing of them. Mm-hmm. If it's late in the season, I don't know. It was Rachel, the evil one. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of a scenario where Rachel would have been the one to to be there. Like they're because uh, they they seem so different. I don't know if they're ever in any kind of like buddy buddy situation where they're like they're fine with being around each other. Like I, I I'm still a little confused on the whole uh, uh, situation where Sarah gave herself up, but Casima was just kind of there around, just like. Yeah, hi. I work here, I guess, or or something. I'm I'm not really sure. Uh, so that that all felt a little weird. Uh, not ever getting that storyline to us. Um, so because of that, I I don't know how Rachel is in their eyes. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like Kasima would definitely be the the easy pick early enough in the season before she gets too sick. Uh, hmm. But yeah, yeah. I I'm. I'm gonna agree with you i i think yes that's what it was uh uh she she, uh she couldn't make it and so someone else had to take over for her all right how do we do wow (laughs) i love i love this question because this was one of the questions that i was going to pose if if neither of you did which is about how (laughs) the play went and um it it did not go well the play did not go well Allison practices for a little while, a couple episodes, I guess. 
and is really taking it very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. But what happens is that she is, and I'm sure that there has been a, a, there's, Anyone listening to this knows that this is fully spoiled, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and because um, clearly yeah, we're, for, we're getting into it here. Yeah, this is for people who uh, either have already seen the show, like you, or like us, just don't care about spoilers. <laughs> don't care, right. And I'm, and I'm so glad that you don't care because it's really fun to have these conversations. So, um, so she is rehearsing for this musical, but she's also really, really overcome with the guilt of not actively killing but not preventing the death of the person who was supposed to be the lead in the play who you mentioned al and her name was ainsley and back in season one there is this instance <laughs> in which allison lets ainsley die and um so she's overcome with guilt over this as well as the other clones sarah and kasima who she has become close with and Felix, who she's become close with are kind of doing their own thing. So she starts drinking heavily again and she starts doing drugs heavily again. Mm -hmm. And the night of the musical, she actually ends up falling off the stage and uh, is sent to rehab immediately mm -hmm. after that. So there are no, clone swapping shenanigans for yeah. the play itself. Although that would have been, amazing that would have been hilarious um there are clone swapping shenanigans elsewhere over the course mm -hmm. of the season yeah i i also find allison really fascinating because she seems to like uh yeah she seems to be just this like perfect housewife and then she's the one they like from our point of view she's the one that they go to for guns and apparently Mm -hmm. she knows this drug dealer gun runner guy ramon i was just like mm -hmm. i don't get you but i like you as a character <laughs> yeah allison is a fan favorite she gets up to so many adventures over the course of this season and uh, over the course of the show really and so there are still as much as we're spoiling here today there are still some surprises and and fun things that happen with her story that i'm excited for you guys to uh to watch unfold <laughs> yeah i'm excited awesome yeah i uh yeah i mean that and that makes a lot of sense right like with her character they they just kept saying that she uh was drinking and and all that stuff again and i think they in the finale that they even mentioned something about her uh being off uh drugs and alcohol again so mm -hmm. ah, we should have we should have noticed that one. That's on us, yeah. Tony. You and me, mostly you. No, mostly <laughs> us. <laughs> All right, I think we have uh, time for one more plot. So TK, what do you have for us? Well, I'm tempted to go with this one because you just had these great ideas about another clone filling in for Allison's play. So, and I did say that there are a couple of other instances where one of the clones has to pretend to be another. So outside of the play speculation, what other moments do you think there may have been a clone playing another clone and who might it be? All right. Well, we know in the finale that uh, Sarah pretends to be uh Cosima to get into the dyad um mm -hmm. uh oh the, uh, that was Shindig. the premiere <laughs> oh that's the premiere that's the premiere <laughs> that's yep. the first time Kira was taken 
Okay, I'm getting confused <laughs> how many times she's been taken. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She's taken all the time. <laughs> After this, I've got to ask you to confirm something for me because I have a theory, but I didn't know how to put it into a question. But we'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> um, I can't imagine a. I don't know the scenario, but I can't imagine they didn't have Helena pretend to be like Allison because they seem to be the most opposite. <laughs> so just the hilarity they, of she seems Eastern European trying to be in the perfect American housewife I think would be perfect <laughs> they that would be great to see I don't know if they met before because it, it kind of seemed like yeah. uh, in the finale it seemed like Helena had just met some of them I don't know who uh, definitely Cosima. Oh, both of them, Cosima and Allison, <laughs> for sure. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Hmm. What do you think, Al? Uh trying to trying to think. Um, so I'm wondering if if Allison, if her family was not at the play, I can't imagine why they wouldn't have been at the play. Um, but. If she wasn't at the play, I could see a situation where maybe she wanted someone, um, Sarah or Kasima, to play as her, probably Sarah for hair reasons, um, to <laughs> play her like at home and like, you know, just be gone all the time. And then, you know, say she has to help a friend or something. Um, I could see situations like that. Maybe just call every so often. Um so I, I feel like that one, that scenario is a, a safe bet. Um, oh, you know what? We, we keep skipping over Rachel just because she's mm -hmm. like the, the evil one, right? But no, I'm, I'm sure she uh, she has to have played someone. Um, oh, actually, no, we, we um, I think we know um, in the finale at the beginning, uh, there was a little bit of a flashback of Sarah talking to who I think is her, her adopted mother. Uh, I, yes. I didn't catch her name. Siobhan, um, yes. Siobhan, yep. Uh, Siobhan? Yeah, uh, I remember. Yes, I see her now. Okay. <laughs> Siobhan, yeah, Siobhan, or sometimes she's known as Mrs. S. I'm going to go with Mrs. S. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, she's, uh, Sarah's talking to Mrs. S, and this seems to be right after Kira was taken yet again. Uh, and uh, Mrs. S said that, oh, I thought she was you. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking that was Rachel who probably took uh, Kira. Which makes sense to me now, because at the time I hadn't figured out that Rachel was also uh, played by Tatiana Maslany. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking those two scenarios. Uh... <laughs> so, <All right>. mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so yes, in the finale, they definitely allude to Rachel posing as Sarah, which happens uh, in the episode previous to that one. She poses as Sarah to kidnap Kira. One of my favorite things in all of Orphan Black is watching Tatiana Maslany play one of the characters attempting to capture another character. And so you only saw a glimpse of that with Sarah as Kasima in the first episode of season two. But even with that, like she just does such an amazing job of subtly trying to capture the mannerisms of a particular character as translated through another one. And then mm -hmm. the way that she plays with accent too. I, I just think that she's so incredible at it. And there's a fantastic 
scene uh, midway through episode seven, eight, maybe. So not quite midway through of season two where Sarah has to pose as Allison at the rehab center that she's staying at for what's known as family day. And it is absurd. And when you were talking about injecting some humor into the series, a lot of that humor definitely comes from the Allison character. And mm-hmm. as dark as her circumstances are, right, like falling off of the musical stage and ending up in rehab, um, there's a lot of humor to her story and just the absurdity and especially her relationship with her husband, Donnie. And I cannot wait for you guys to see how that unfolds. Um, so there's this great scene where Sarah is pretending to be Allison. And it just so happens that at family day uh, at rehab, they're doing a role playing exercise. So her husband, Donnie is there and then Donnie starts playing Allison. And so then Sarah is playing Allison playing Donnie. And (laughs) it's like, it's very, um, it's very humorous. And she just does such a great job of capturing like the subtle nuances. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really, really good. (laughs) I can't wait to see that. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. Yep. Same. (laughs) <laughs> there is though you mentioned helena doing allison i believe that happens in another season yes. um there's a lot of clone there's a lot of uh, clones as other clones that that goes on over the course of the series cool yeah i can't i can't wait to jump into this uh, it's been on my list for way too long <laughs> <laughs> so good all right um before we kind of wrap up i do have a theory and i want it to see I can confirm it, I couldn't fit it into a question. Uh, my theory is, why is everyone after Kira? <laughs> and mm. I was one checking with you, TK. Is she the only biological daughter or offspring of a clone? Yes, that's okay. why there's such um, there's there's such a theme. It, I it really struck me this time rewatching it too that even in episode one, right? She goes, Sarah goes to the diner. And the Prolethean guy who comes in and he's asking about eggs, right? Domesticated mm-hmm. eggs versus free range eggs. And then um, there's the whole storyline that I mentioned about the extraction and fertilization of Helena's eggs. And then there's this whole bit in the finale when you see that Sarah's given herself up to dyad and she's being yeah. questioned about, you know, reproduction and all of these. Um, they're, they're about to do this invasive surgery on her so yes there's this preoccupation with sarah and helena because those are the two so sarah and helena happen to be twins uh they're the only clones that we know of that are actually biologically twins and sarah is the only clone known to have been able to reproduce by design the clones were um the clones were designed to not be able to reproduce so sarah Mm -hmm. is this anomaly which is why they're all kind of after her and uh therefore also after kira as being the uh, you know the daughter of of sarah so it's it's funny because i feel like i'm both spoiling so much to the two of you and also there's so much more that i haven't even gotten into (laughs) (laughs) well the the two of us and the six listeners (laughs) <laughs> and someday in the not too distant future, hundreds of thousands of listeners. What's so. up, hundreds of thousands of listeners? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, we kind of answered this question now already. <laughs> but Al, are you going to continue watching the show? <laughs> of, of course. Yes. No. This was uh, this was a really well done show. Um, uh, you know, I think. Of, uh, and so we, we've kind of already said this. We we haven't said this yet in this episode this is our uh finale for this uh season of episodes that we're doing 
Um, so of this season of episodes that we've recorded, uh, I think the only other show that I had said that I probably would watch was Downton Abbey because mm. that was actually very well done. Um, I and, and that's pretty much it. Like, oh, it's it's a well done show. I, I see the quality. Yeah, I'll, I probably will actually watch this at some point. Um, Orphan Black, like, nope, nope, definitely is on my list. Uh, I will be making time to watch this at some point this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, awesome. I am going to watch this with my wife. Like, as soon as we stop, hit, we hit stop, I'm probably going to watch that first episode. And be <laughs> like, oh, that's how that happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still have to find out what happens to Dr. Aldous Leakey which we didn't even get to talk about. So I, yeah. that'll be a fun surprise. Yeah. A lot of stuff happened. I'm, I'm going to oh, tell yeah. you that. Um, yeah. Still. I mean, I kind of get why Sarah was on the run in the beginning. Don't spoil it for me. I want to be surprised a little bit when I watch season one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, before we wrap up, uh, TK, can you tell our listeners about your show? Sure. So I host There Was an Idea, a Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, and currently I am covering Moon Knight and will be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness when that comes out. And over there, I typically analyze some of the themes and concepts that come up in our favorite MCU installments, and I I typically keep up to date with the with the current airing mcu show or or films that are coming out and it's a lot of fun so you can check me out over there at there was an idea it's a great show yeah and uh yes definitely a great show there's a reason tk why we always love it uh when you're here and uh to anyone who may have missed that uh i uh should have put the links and everything to uh find tk and her show and everything uh in the show notes for this episode. Uh, and when I say fine TK, I mean like the, the show, not like her address or where she works or anything <laughs> like that. I don't, I don't have that information. I don't need it. Not yet. So uh, <laughs> you should be able to find that in the not show until notes. I, not until I sign myself over to the Dyad Institute, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we don't really know what's next episode, but our next episode will be coming in 10 weeks. Because in between time, you can go to our other show, MCU Rewind, where we will cover be covering season one of The Runaways starting next week. Uh, after that, we'll switch back for another eight-episode season of Plot Finders. Make sure you follow us at The Plot Finders on Twitter or MCU underscore Rewind um, if you want to listen to us over there. Um, and we still don't have a sign-out, and I think I'm going to commit to that for like the rest of the show. We're just not having a sign-out. So uh, thanks again, TK, for joining us. Thank you. And we will see you guys in a couple months. Da-da-da-da-da-da! Plot finders.